Thank you for joining us on the Wings of Healing podcast, where we are walking by faith. Follow us for devotions, Bible studies, and encouragement as we discuss topics relevant to life. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is uh, Pastor Chuck Holsinger here at Wings of Healing Worship Center, and I am excited to come to you today. Uh, boy, we've been having some awesome services, awesome outreach. Uh, God has just been moving in an incredible way, and, and, and I'm just excited uh, for this new year. Happy New Year, by the way. This is our first podcast in 2023. Happy New Year. What a great season uh, that the Lord has got us in, got the church in. Yeah, there's things happening uh, that, that can be negative, that can be bad, but but yet I truly believe God's got us right where he needs us to be, doing right what we need to be doing. And So thank you so much for joining us today. Hopefully you feel the same way. Hopefully you're excited. If not, maybe this can help you today. And I, w- I want to encourage you to, you know, don't, don't allow the past, don't allow anything that happened or didn't happen yesterday or last year or last 10 years uh, to keep you from believing what God wants to do in your today and in your tomorrow. <clears throat> I want to do a quick lesson here. I was just thinking, you know, I was reading through some of the New Testament and I was just thinking about, you know, uh, Jesus and, and when Jesus came, he he, you know, he, he wasn't, what he did wasn't always popular. Matter of fact, it wasn't popular most of the time, especially around, among the religious people. And, uh, so today I want to talk about the healing hands, uh, his healing hands. And we're just going to dive right into the lesson today. And in Mark, um, chapter number one and, uh, verses, uh, 40, uh, through 45, and I'll just go ahead and read, uh, those, uh, scriptures for you. Uh, if you want to pause this, um, and get your scripture, but Mark chapter 40, um, Mark chapter, Mark chapter one, verses 40 through 45. Sorry. I was looking at my other, my other phone here, getting, getting a little uh, message here, but anyways, Mark chapter one, verses 40 through 45. And there came a leper to him, speaking about Jesus, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed and he straight and he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away and saith unto him, see thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest and, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter the city, but was without in desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. And that was in Mark chapter one, uh, verses 40 uh, through 45. And so I want to talk a little bit about God's healing hands. First of all, we need to understand that lepers were considered unclean. 
considering lepers were unclean, was unsta- was understandable. Uh, Mosaic law uh, talks about leprosy and lepers in, in, in the book of Leviticus. And according to Mosaic law, they were unclean. Their skin disease could potentially infect others. The uncleanliness was a medical issue, not an issue of the person's worth or personality. The contagious disease was the concern. Uh, and resulting quarantine was not designed to devalue the person who contracted leprosy. So this was just something they did. It wasn't really anything, you know, other than if they didn't separate from someone with leprosy, uh, they had a good chance of spreading uh, that disease. And, and people are often defined by things that publicly manifest in their lives. Someone who is painfully shy may be viewed as socially challenged. Uh, they may be, uh, there may even be legitimate issues at play in the lives of people who have addictions or who make bad lifestyle choices. It is not wrong to be aware of those challenges some people have. So it's not wrong to set boundaries. It's not wrong to, uh, to uh, when it comes to unhealthy relationships. And I just want to touch on this just a second, that, you know, lepers were considered unclean because of the disease they had. And, and sometimes we, we need to understand that, that it, it in, in, in our relationship, sometimes it, it's, it's, it's what we need to do to separate from particular relationships that may be going to hurt us or uh, maybe it's going to cause us to enter into, in, into sin. So it was not wrong. And so lepers in the Bible days, uh, they lived out, uh, they lived alone outside of the camp. And, and in the case of lepers, as Leviticus dictated, they were instructed to stay away from the population, to live outside the camp. As a result, the leper colony sprung up and have existed in many cultures throughout the centuries. Again, while the hygienic, hygienic reasons are sound, the resulting emotional ramifications are enormous. And, and I want you to think about the, these people that the Lord was dealing with. And, and, and I find it kind of ironic in that these, these lepers were, uh, according to Mosaic law, was separated from the rest of the population. It was what they did. That was according to the scripture. Uh, but yet when Jesus came, there was something about Jesus that we find him not, uh, you know, and again, he didn't come to, to, to do away with the law. He, he came to fulfill the law. It, it wasn't about, you know, that way and this way. It was about the Old Testament and the Mosaic law was good for what it was, but it wasn't complete and it wasn't whole. So that's the reason why that when Jesus came, he came to fulfill that law. And we're finding this in this story with the lepers. And I, and I, I kind of love this story because, you know, you think about those men and, 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 and women that lived outside of those towns and villages, and they would set up these camps sort of like what we we're seeing even in, in our own cities and our own areas. And these people that are, have these camps and things, these uh, homeless or, or whatever it is that, that are, are living uh, away from everybody else. And, and I want you to know today that God wants to send revival to everybody. 
not just uh, one certain uh, aspect of people, not just one certain with cultural background, or not just uh, not just for those that are middle class or upper class or lower class. God wants to send, or whatever class that we might identify ourselves or anyone else in, God wants to send revival everywhere. And and his his power isn't just uh, limited within you know our own little section of life or 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 in our own churches or 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 anything like that. God's power is not limited. Period. God's power is not limited. Period. And and I, I've I've heard this and and this is something I've really tried to hang on to. In that, you know, it, it, this little saying come to me, uh, come to me, or someone sent it to me, and it said, you'll never look into the eyes of a person that God does not love. Think about that. You will never look into the eyes of a person that God does not love. And, and so these lepers were these men that had been rejected. Uh, and, and you know what? It, it, in one aspect of it, you could say, well, you know, it, right or wrong or the other, it was just the way it was. It, it really doesn't have anything to do with right or wrong. It was just the way that it was. And in that rejection, in that quarantine, in that isolation, these lepers have become humiliated that many of them, probably most of them, have begun to live in a hopeless state of mind, a hopeless state of life, a, a hopeless situation, or as they felt that way, as, as uh, I'm sure as it was. They had been uh, separated from society. They have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it had just been a terrible place for them to live. And they were hungry. Uh, every once in a while, someone may... Uh, have a little mercy on them and throw them some scraps or give them something to eat or leave it. But they wouldn't, there was no interaction with them people. There was no shaking of their hand. There was no hugging their neck. There was no communication much with them, I would say for the most part. And so these people were literally abandoned. These people were literally by themselves, but there was something about the healing hands of God. Thank God. That no matter where we are at, no matter what situation we are in, no matter where we find ourselves, whether we put ourselves there, whether someone else has entrapped us there, whether it, it's a physical thing, spiritual thing, emotional thing that led us to where, where we are at today, it doesn't matter. The healing hands of God, amen, reaches out to those who have been humiliated, who have, who are living in seemingly hopeless situations. How humiliating and hopeless these lepers must have felt as they were required to cry out unclean to anyone passing close by, being clearly defined as unclean or undesirable can have a devastating consequences on our life. Their stories all around us. Can 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 I be honest with you? Uh, we we may not see 
necessarily this. You may not go down the street and someone yells unclean because they're, they've got an illness or they've got a virus or they've got leprosy or anything like that. But can I tell you, you have met people probably even this day. There are men and women who feel stupid because they were emotionally uh, berated as a child. They have been humiliated maybe by a teacher or by a parent or somebody who they have been made to feel like uh, they are not valued. They have been made to feel like they are less than someone else. Maybe a teenager who threatens to take uh, his or her life because they feel invisible. Folks, it happens all the time. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to be dark today, but I, I'm just telling you, it happens many times. It happens. And sometimes we don't find out about these things until it's too late. Uh, somebody who, who has been, uh, caught up in a lifestyle that, that, you know, whatever the reason was that they found themselves, you know, in, in that, uh, in, in that drug addiction or, or in that lifestyle that, that, that is clearly unhealthy to them. But yet they, now they feel like they have no other way out, that this is the only thing that they can possibly do. Uh, they don't feel like there's an escape for them. They don't feel like there's provision for them. And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes people can add to that kind of mindset as we continue over and over to reject people, reject people, reject people. But thank God for the healing hands of God because God's love extends to those who are unclean. God is not like everyone else and neither should his people be. First Peter 4 and 8 instructs believers, above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Thank God. Love makes a way. Love provides a way of escape. Love rescues people from the leper colonies of sin, abuse, abandonment, and wrong choices. And right there, I believe we could all say amen. Because God is not like everyone else. And because God is not like everyone else, neither should his people be like everyone else. We must show God's love to people who are considered unclean. You know, we read these verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We read them at weddings and, you know, we, we read them in, at, uh, you know, anniversaries and, and things like that. Uh, but really, you know, this was more than just a, 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 a thing between a, a man and a woman in marriage. Uh, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. It's not provoked, thinks no evil. Uh, it does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Charity or love suffers long. And we need to have long suffering toward those that are without. I believe the scripture tells us to do that. Have long suffering to those that are without. In other words, without what? Without hope, without Christ, without salvation those that are dealing with things, those that are going the wrong direction. 
Uh, we've been doing focus prayers at, at the church and our first week in January was on prodigals. And, and you know what? Sometimes we need to put ourselves in that position. We need to put ourselves in people's shoes and, and, and pray for them. Not as, not as some kind of project or, or as something that, you know, we just want people just to come back to church. And we do want people to come back to church. We want people to serve the Lord, but really we want people to have relationship with Jesus Christ because when people are in relationship, Relationship with Jesus Christ, then they 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 are fulfilling their ultimate purpose, their ultimate uh, purpose in life, and that's to have relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the greatest life you can ever live. It's not about putting a number, you know, how many backsliders we've had come in or how many people we've baptized. All that's great. But the reality of it is, is we want people to come and have relationship with Jesus Christ because when they have relationship with Jesus Christ, they're able to go out and help other people, minister to other people. Uh, I've heard this, uh, this many years ago, hurt people, hurt people healed people, heal people. And, and the reality of it is, is we've got to get back to allowing um, God's hands to heal people and allowing God to use us in the process of healing people. God is willing, unlike everyone else, to touch and heal people society casts aside. God was willing to touch and heal people. Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. God inserted himself into our world. Think about that. So he could demonstrate how we should live. Both Jesus and the epistles, epistle writers encouraged us to, eat, eat, to take on that characteristic of Jesus. We should therefore take note that Jesus was known, even criticized many times for associating with who? Sinners, social outcasts, prostitutes, lepers, someone with an issue of blood, uh, adulterers, uh, blind people. I mean, all these people that had been cast away from society, beggars. The gospel revealed that Jesus was not afraid to supersede the law and touch the lepers. When Jesus came on the scene, the leper begged Jesus to, to be made clean. The leper begged Jesus to be made clean. And, and I want you to understand that this man wasn't uh, demanding. He wasn't, uh, you've got to do this. He, he, he was simply falling uh, at the mercy of Jesus. And, and, and when he said there in, in, in Mark, I believe it's 1 and 40, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus, I know you can do it, is what he was saying. What faith that man had. I know you can do it. If you'll make me clean, I know you're able to do it. The Whether you do it or whether you don't, I already know you can. What kind of faith is that? Well, that's notable faith. That's powerful faith. And when the beggar begged Jesus to be made clean, Jesus was moved with compassion. The book of Mark tells us that when his out, when this outcast called out to Jesus, Jesus was moved with compassion. Amen and amen. And, and I want you to understand today that because Jesus did that, we should follow in that 
that compassionate state. We should follow in that uh, purpose of compassion, I might say, and go out and touch as many people as we can, minister to as many people as we possibly can. When Jesus touched a leper, he healed him. Mark 141 reveals that Jesus was so moved with compassion that he did the unthinkable. He touched the unclean leper. Jesus did not do so carelessly. He touched a man for the purpose of healing him. Now understand there was purpose there. Understand there was purpose there. And so Jesus, when he, when the time was come, he reached out and he touched that man and that man was healed. Jesus was not afraid of what others might say about the mercy he showed to those who were outcasts. Since God looks on the heart, believers must be ready to minister to anyone God puts in their path. A man, uh, we, we need to have vision, a vision uh, uh, of heaven, a vision uh, of seeing people in heaven. We need to understand that God is calling us. Uh, we, we, we've got to be his hands and we've got to be his feet. I will be the hands of Jesus and, 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 and when doing so, we can't cast people aside because that's not what Jesus would do. The heart of the issue is how will, how will we be the body of Christ on earth? How will we reach out to those around us? God may want to use each of us to reach someone no one else is willing to reach. Our job is not to calculate who we should reach out to. Our job is to be available to reach out and touch anyone God puts in our path. We are priv privileged to be the blessing distributors. Amen. You like that? I read that in a, in a Sunday school lesson. A blessing distributor. In a world where people are in desperate need of blessings, all we need to do is pay close attention to our merciful God and his promptings to touch people our cruel world has shut out. Just as the healing hands of God reached out to the outcast, to the burdened, to the hurt, to the sick, to the, to the longing for salvation, to those longing for salvation and hope, just as Jesus reached out to them, so should I, and so should you. So should I, and so should you. As the church of the living God, we need to reach out to the burdened, reached out, reach out to the lost, reach out to those society has turned their cruel back on. Let's reach the lost. Let's reach souls for the kingdom of God today. Let's not wait until tomorrow. Let's reach him today. God bless you, saints of God, to, to our Wings of Healing family. We love you so much. To our extended family, we love you. We appreciate each and every one that has listened to this podcast, that supports this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. We hope it blesses you. Reach out to us. Let us know uh, that you listened to this today, and, and uh, we'll keep this going as long as people will listen to it. We love, we love you. We're looking 
looking forward to 2023. We're praying for you. If we can pray for you, please let me know. So send a sister Holstinger and I a message uh, on on uh, on our social media, on our church. Our church website is wingsofhealingwp.org. That will be in the description, wingsofhealingwp.org. We're excited for what the Lord is doing, and we want to uh, come alongside of you and pray with you and, and help you along your journey. God bless you. Have a great day. In Jesus' name. We are glad you were able to join us today. Wings of Healing Worship Center is located in West Portsmouth near the beautiful Shawnee State Forest. We would love to have you join us for a service or a special event. Our services are streamed live on YouTube and Facebook, and more information can be found on our website. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope that you have a wonderful day.